Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. We have a first on the Intentional Encourager podcast. The first husband and wife team to come on together on the Intentional Encourager podcast. My wife will not come on the Intentional Encourager <laughs> podcast, but Lou Everett and Sherry McManus are on the Intentional Encourager podcast. They're entrepreneurs, they're trainers and coaches, and you can find them at the Lou Everett Group com, but you can find them here right now on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Lou, Sherry, how are you guys today? We're a fantastic, Excellent. Brian. Thanks for having us here. It's nice and sunny here in North Carolina, and I'm happy about that. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> See, now you just had to, you know, I, I try to give you a nice introduction, Lou, and it's just like, oh, it's just great here in North Carolina. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, but I live in West Virginia. It's not that it's not that robust here. So, no, yep. it's it's a beautiful sunny day, and I'm so glad you guys have joined us. And and we were trying a couple of weeks ago to get this together, but we had power and internet issues here in West Virginia. Yeah. So let's start with what things have been like in North Carolina for you guys, especially. You're entrepreneurs. You have your own. You you're running and having your own business. Take me what the last. Take me through what the last year has been like around the COVID nineteen pandemic as we record this, and kind of what was one lesson that you took from it that you kind of said the pandemic has has taught us this. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a, it's actually been a very good year yeah. overall. Did you I, want? Yeah, I'll start. Yeah, I'll start. Please. You can you can wrap go it up for there. it. Boss. Yeah, I should have said. I should have said. It, I should have said share. Yeah. Hey. You're a smart man, Lou Everett. Now, hey, I'm I, telling you, go for okay. it, boss. Yeah, yeah. Well, I should have asked Sherry. Right I should have said Sherry. Ladies first. The question goes. Yeah, it's okay. We 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 just we give the eyeball and we know who goes next. We're good. Yeah. yeah friends are like, you know, this should be the Sherry show, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Oh, I have a feeling it's going to be the Sherry show. So no, I I know it already kind of is. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Sherry, go <laughs> go ahead. I I, I want to get your perspective because again, I I think I think men and women tend to take crisis. And, and process crisis a little bit differently. And let's be honest, we've been through it. The pandemic has been a crisis. So Lou, you mentioned it's been a very good year. Sherry, go ahead and piggyback off of what, off of Lou's statement there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, th this whole crisis, you know, Lou and I, we, we independently uh, have been leaders and we have our own backstories and then together we're leaders. And really we've been, we, we were born for these moments as as tough as they are people need to step up this is where people can step up mm -hmm. and be that solid object where people are lost they're confused um they don't know what's happening with with this rightly so with that 
but mm -hmm. there are people that bubble up to the top that need to stand up and and to be that calm in the storm and that's what we chose to do as soon as this crisis hit we the really the secret sauce for us anyway is to really lean into our leaders and our mentors and our coaches and that's what really helped us to see the light at the end of the tunnel and they were actually working through this as well so they mm -hmm. were kind of in the mist just like everybody but again they were leaders in the in our industry that we wholeheartedly leaned into and we turn it around and giving value to others mm -hmm. and was an opportunity how can we help our network how can we help everybody and anyone that can listen mm -hmm. and that's what we did we ended up turning up the dial even though we were consistent in what we were doing putting ourselves out there every day consistently but had an opportunity to really turn it up and to say, listen, we're here, we're here for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe you can go into what we did, yeah. but, um, but we really turned up the dial, like I said, to really give value. And that's what we're about, you know, giving value and sharing value that everybody has it, you know, mm -hmm. everybody has that value. It's just pulling mm -hmm. that out. And that's what we love to do. Yeah. Sherry, I love what you said there, Lou, I, I'll come to you that's real okay. quick, piggybacking off of that, but I, I've got to go here for just a minute. I love what you said about giving value. And, and I have a saying, there's a vast difference between value and appreciation. A lot of people say, why well, appreciate you? And I think, you know, appreciation a lot of times can be just a, a throwaway thing. And I mentioned this in my book, People Buy From People. It's almost reactionary. It's kind of like if somebody does something, oh, thank you, you know, or you go to the store and get something, oh, thank you. You know, the cashier says, thank you. You feel like you have to say thank you. And there's a vast difference between appreciation and value. Lou, when you mentioned that, I want to I want to kind of direct the, the conversation this way to you for a minute, piggybacking off of what Sherry just said. Sure. In what ways did you find value being poured into you and Sherry through this? Because when you give value, and, and everybody defines value differently, but when you decide I'm going to intentionally give give what I feel is valuable. You, you know, there, there's obviously things that come, what, what value was poured into you that you were like, man, this is just, it's encouraging. It's helpful. It's, it's strengthening me right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you see with, with Sherry and I being a married couple, there's a, there's a lot of things and we're business partners. So there's a lot of things we have to, we have to think about, right? We have our own marriage and our own personal life that we also have to keep strong while at the same time, our mission is to help other people. And so, but in order for us to do all of that, we have to make sure that we are also fed and that we continue to grow. And as Sherry mentioned, we have some solid mentors and coaches that we rely upon during these times all the time. And, and what, what were poured in, what was poured into us was they foresaw that this is coming. There's going to be this, there's going to, we have a feeling there's going to be this lockdown because of COVID There's going to be, and people are going to be in, in dire need of encouragement and dire need of, of their, their focus to stay strong. Um, and they provided us a lot of that guidance. We spent days um, on, on calls and in some trainings with our mentors and coaches on ways that we can add value and help other people. But what's great about who we align ourselves with is they pour into us first. Okay, this is as a leader, this is what you got, you know, this is your responsibility. 
And this is how you grow yourself so that you can give more to other people. And so with all of that encouragement and that training that we received during a very short amount of time so that we can then begin to come up with ways to give back, that helped us to remain motivated and refocused on our mission of transforming today's leaders. Um, and you have to be a solid leader yourself for that to happen. And so that's what we did. And then we began at right away to get to what you were asking, what we did specifically right away. We said, we've got to, we've got to give right now. And so we created a mastermind that, that was a, a, really a study of um, a 15 invaluable laws of growth. It's a book by John Maxwell. And one it's, of my favorite group, one of my favorite books. I love it. Yeah. I've read it, it a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. It's like a blueprint, really. Mm -hmm. And no matter how many times you go through it, depending on where you are in life, right? It, it could change perception. It can change meaning. Um, so we immediately, this is, we, we got this eight-week thing. We gave it away. Whoever wants to join, just come on in. We're going to facilitate this. Um, and, and that was just one of the items we did. We began to find out who can we go and speak to? Where can we go and talk to give encouragement? And none of which we charge anything for. Lou, I want to I want to jump in here real quick. I, I, sure. you, you are hitting on something here that is that is valuable to keep in mind mm -hmm. you guys are working with leaders and companies and things like that right but you are proactive in seeking mentoring and coaching first and and it's something that i haven't really heard a lot of people talk about because i've, I've talked to people and I, and I was like okay in your business what it you know they they did a lot of and i'm not saying that that's wrong right but you guys our, our mentors and coaches yourself. Mm -hmm. And you said, we are the first thing we're going to do is we're going to go and get some, some coaching and mentoring ourselves. Mm -hmm. Was that a, was that something that, and Sherry Lou, either one of you take this question. Was that something that just came instinctively to you or did you did you really have to think through it? Because that is really contrarian thinking, right? I mean, it's mm -hmm. it is counterintuitive to to the way that that business your business works and things like that. So yeah, Lou, I know you're ready to answer that. So go ahead, go go for it. <laughs> okay. Well, it's it, we we've always see when when we realized we were gonna we were going to fire up this business, and we realized our passion for this business. We knew already then that we had to align ourselves with the right people. And we had, to, we, had, we had to make sure we had solid coaches and solid mentors and solid leaders to look upon. So we knew this already. Um, and, and we so we've had coaches and the mentors and coaches we've had now for, for several years. And it was at that moment, it became instinctive for us to say, well, let's lean into these. What was great about it is because we're so in tune to our, our coaches and mentors, because our coaches and mentors aren't just you know, John down the street, our coaches and mentors are, are people that have been doing this for years, people that are well known. I mean, John Maxwell is one of our mentors and our one of our coaches. And so is uh, Paul Martinelli and some of these other um, just, when we've I've got a speaker coach, I've got a coach coach, I've got a empowered living coach, you know, I've got a sales coach, I've got a coach coach. And you've got to have those things for all aspects of your life. And so it was for us, it was like, okay, let's 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 see what they're saying here, so that we can we can lean into that. Um, because they're successful at what they do and it aligns with our mission. So it became instinctive for us at that moment because we have been, that is what we've been relying upon for our success for a long time. No, and, and, and I, I, I love it because again, it is the power of taking in these ideas, these thoughts and, and 
I, I, I'm, I'm saying this in, in the new book that I'm writing, The Intentional Encourager. You have to encourage yourself first before you can encourage anyone else. And, and Lou, I love what you said there. And Sherry, I, I'm going to come to you in just a moment. But Lou, I love what you said there about taking that in internally because it was a lesson that I had to learn about encouragement that I was not good at encouraging other people when I was not encouraged myself. Right. And I have to, I've, I've had to work to be intentional about what motivates me every day. And for me, it's prayer. It's, it's, it's getting myself in tune with the Lord. And so that I can get my mind in the right place. So I'm not a bear with my wife when I wake up in the mornings or, you know, or, you know, kick the cat, you know, something like that, you know. And, and so, Sherry, from, from your perspective, what was the one thing that really resonated with you as you guys began to start this process of really taking re- establishing that coaching thing. Did you have a moment where you were just like, this is it because, and Lou, I, I mean, no disrespect for me. A lot of times my wife can bring some clarity to me. Oh yeah. That, that, and I love the dynamic of the two of you together as business partners and husband and wife, because my wife will say something to me at times. I'm like, that's pretty brilliant. <laughs> like that's, that's really brilliant. And my wife is a behind the scenes kind of girl. Like she, sure. She, you know, I kidded because, but speaking to people and, and doing this is not her cup of tea whatsoever. Got to use each other's strengths. Yeah. yeah and I, listen, Lou, I would have a better chance. I would have a better chance of going to Arizona and, and, and throwing an inning for the Reds in spring training. <laughs> then I wanted to get my wife to come on the, the intentional encourager bike. And I'm a Bengals fan. I'd have a better shot of starting week one uh -huh. for the Cincinnati uh -huh. Bengals over Joe Burrow than getting my wife on the intentional <laughs> encourager podcast. But I get it. But I Sherry, it. I, I've got to ask you this. What was the one moment for you where you were just like, I think we this really makes sense because I love the intuitiveness. And, and as we're recording this today, it's International Women's Day. So you're the perfect person to, to ask this question. <laughs> mm -hmm. The intuitiveness that you you felt in, in yourself that you said, okay, I think it's time for us to, to go in this route. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, that kind of leads into our uh, my near death experience, right? I mean, and we will get to, to yeah, we, we will get to that. We will get to that. I, I, I want to, <laughs> I want to that one. Hold on. Yeah, I want to. I want to build to that. Yeah, I want to build. I want to build that. We'll get there soon. I promise. Okay. But, so you're asking more like what? What? In, in what is middle it? COVID maybe? Like what? Yeah, exactly. COVID? Because again, uh, you you know, you, How, yeah. why yeah, we made you, this, why, why made yeah. a decision of like hey, you were well, given a given away. Yeah, Lou. And, and and here's where I and forgive me for maybe not asking the question That's in okay. the right in in the right way. But you guys are fifty. You fifty fifty business partners. You guys are equally invested in this thing. Mm -hmm. But I wanted, you know, and I know what you were telling me about having your coaches and things lined up. And, and I love that. Sherry, I want to know from your perspective, mm -hmm. for you, what was the moment of clarity? Because Lou, you mentioned it. You, you were getting those things in order yourself. Talk to me, Sherry, about the, those moments of clarity for you. Were you guys going through coaching together? Were you doing it separately? Or, you know, what, what were some of your takeaways from, from what you guys yeah. were doing? Yeah, we were actually doing it um, 
I guess half and half. Mm-hmm. I mean, like somewhere together, on his somewhere schedule, separate. Yeah, depending mm-hmm. on his schedule, I'm like, hey, you really gonna go through this teaching, or let, let's let's together listen to what our mentor says, mm-hmm. and we were taking down notes. But I think what really helped me is is that you know really just ha- take that moment to be okay. Now I have all these resources and all this good information. And it would be sinful to not share that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like wrapping a present, a beautiful present for the, you know, the, the perfect person and then never giving it away. Mm-hmm. It's like, why do that? So, I, you know, it's all we you know, it's that saying where you fill your own cup up overflows. And that's, and that's, that's what I was. I was filling our cup up and it was so overflowing that we had to do something. Yeah. And, you know, being a, as a as a woman, but also business owners together, it's not a man and a woman situation. It's a people situation. Mm-hmm. People are for hurting. People had no idea what was coming. They didn't see it like the way that we were. You know, Lou is a great visionary that he sees, sees things at a bird's eye view mm-hmm. that sometimes I just don't see. I'm a little bit like, oh, okay, I see it now. <laughs> but that's where he and I complement with each other's strengths. But not everybody gets to experience that or tap into it. So I know when through our networking and building rapport with our partners, our clients, um, you know, people that are within this triangle, North Carolina, but even outside of that, yeah. people even are international, yeah, international. Touched, yeah. you know, people are struggling, people are hurting, and we're more alike than we are different. So why not tap into our strengths? Mm-hmm. This is where we ended up shining and share that with the world because our message is so bigger than us. Mm-hmm. Before we step aside, take a break, Lou, I've got to ask you something. And, 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 and I love what Sherry just said there. So I want to, I want to transition this question to you. Sure. Sherry just said, you've got it. You, you, you have a, a, a big picture view of things. Mm-hmm. And I love that when, when you were looking at this situation around the pandemic in the first right. couple of months, what were you seeing from the 30,000 foot view? Well, there was a couple of things that really stood out to me. Number one, I knew we were going to get through it. Mm-hmm. I was also able to to see, based upon the history of, of humans and people over the years, that not only were we going to get through it, it was also going to be a very different world when we came out of it. And um, and so, how can we? What can we do to guide them in that? Let guide them in through the process, with also not overwhelming them. Uh, with with ideals of of having a new world, so to speak, or a new norm, um, because people will take a while before they before they can divorce from or separate from what they've been used to and accustomed to, because it's something we're programmed in our mind to just get used to, be comfortable with. So that really from from that, and that was number one. Number two, I also I also could see, and as we were talking, that there was going to be a lot of struggle with leaders in companies and corporations that had a lot of responsibility over people. They weren't going to know what to say and what to do in a situation like this. At least we would hope that they would. But my my vision and my view was they're not going to know. And there's going to be so many of them that are going to step back and not say anything in hopes that things will just boil over. And that's usually what we want to do in crisis. Uh, however, our voice was responsible as leaders to say we have to speak up. We have to say something that's going to help our people uh, and, and, and give them what's necessary for them to be successful through this situation. 
we have to lean on their leader in this time. And as a leader, accepting that responsibility and that, frankly, that burden of being a leader of people. And if you want to be a positive, influential leader, the one thing we need to make sure we do is always have a voice for our people. So they have some solid objects, something they can rely upon and hold on to during this time of crisis. And we wanted to be a voice from both perspectives. Um, and we still are because we're still going through that transition, right? Yeah. Um, and we're seeing it now. It is, it is different now. It is new. And it's still uncomfortable. But there's so many good things that have come out of what we've already been through over the last year. And sometimes it's difficult to step out of the situation and look at look in it again and see just what what good has come out of what we've been through so far yeah yeah so good let's step aside take a quick break back in a moment here on the intentional encourager podcast Hey everybody, Brian Sexton here. I want to tell you about our sponsor, SEO National. SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. Now, what's that, you might say? Well, Search Engine Optimization helps you show up higher on search engines in front of paying customers for words that you as a business owner can monetize. What a great concept. SEO National is owned by my good buddy, Damon Burton, who's been a guest here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Not only has Damon and his team worked with businesses of all sizes, from e-commerce startups to NBA teams and Shark Tank featured businesses, but more importantly, Damon and his team are about transparency, trust, and providing lifetime value. So much so that he still has his first customers after opening SEO National 14 years ago. Let me give you some intentional encouragement and call Damon and his team today at 855-736-6285 or go to www.seonational.com and get a free quote. Lou, you just said something, and Sherry, let's pivot. I want to go here for just a minute. Mm-hmm. I have said this and, and I, I, I made a post on LinkedIn a few months back and I, I kind of made up my own term, fearership, leading in fear instead of conviction. Most yeah. great leaders, and Lou, you just alluded to it a moment ago, <clears throat> of leading in conviction, leading with purpose, leading with vision, being able to go, okay, this is what I see at the moment. This is the plan we're going to take. And not to be political, but in my state of West Virginia, what we got on a daily basis was y'all better mask up or everybody's going to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, in, in a state of 1.8 million people mm-hmm. and, and, and people here in West Virginia, and to a large degree in North Carolina, because they're very similar type people, when you say something to someone, they take you literally. Mm-hmm. If you if it comes out of your mouth, people are going, you, you must be serious. Right. This is a literal translation. And I saw a lot of people, a lot of leaders, and I'll put that in air quotes, uh-huh. acting in fear. When you were reaching out to your customers, your leaders that you worked with in your companies, what were you seeing? Were you seeing that, that leading in fear? Were you seeing, how are we going to do this? Maybe almost a hands up approach. Either one of you can answer this question. And what was the tactic that you specifically used to coach those leaders through that 
that what they were feeling internally? That's a fantastic question. And that's a question that every leader needs to ask too, by the way. Um, do you want me to take that start off? Yeah. You have an idea? yeah, I was I was thinking ahead, we tried to reach out yeah. to some of the local chambers. Yeah, there you um, go. You know, that was just Good an idea. actual. I experience. love this back and forth. They're like, <laughs> do you want to take this question? Do you want me to answer this question? Most people that I would have together would be like, no, that's my question. I won't take that question. <laughs> you know, hey, at least if it were. When you, yeah, you've been married long enough. You've been in business long enough. It's time to choose your battles, man. <laughs> Well, we I both, would be, hey, Lou, we I would have, be the guy that steps in it, and my wife would just, I would be answering the question thinking that brilliance was going to come out of my mouth, and my <laughs> wife would be in the corner just eye-rolling, yeah. like, what in the world are you saying right now? <laughs> yeah. What insanity is proceeding from your mouth right yeah. now? I, this is so much fun. So let, let's jump back there for a minute. Sherry, <laughs> would you like to take the question? <laughs> As you see, we can we we can, yeah, we, we we can give it to each other. We're yeah, right. I love it. No, I just wanted to make the point that you know, just a quick action step of of to prove the point there, and 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 Luke can give more, but um, specifically reached out to chambers that were a part of, and we really were like, how can we help? We know the community needs needs some guidance, needs that motivation. You know, don't be with your head in the sand. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were shocked. There was that shell shock. Uh, approach. And that's what we saw in the smaller communities. Um, so we did our best to reach out and we did, we had actually some moments and we shared a, a positive presentation of leading confusion to clarity. Mm -hmm. And from confusion to clarity. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that was a good one. It, it's, it's great. And it's still to this day, we, we still, still use it, it as yeah. a presentation for folks. And uh, it's, it's amazing. Um, but here's the kicker, you know, you, we can step in all we want and do and have the best intentions to keep that going, but how is it received is another question. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, we're the type of, you know, philosophy of like, Hey, if this is going to touch one person, inspire one person, we did our jobs. Right? Well, right? Sherry, let me jump in there. <laughs> you guys, I love that. And, and I was taking a note here. And you said you reached out to the local chambers of commerce. And I felt like, at least here, that those folks were not being reached out to like they should have been. Because if anybody was being affected by this, it was small business. That's right. right. I mean, they were being crushed, at least here in West Virginia. They were being crushed. And I love the – what was that moment where you guys said – let's reach out to the chamber of commerce because that's the first you, you you're the first persons that I've had a conversation with mm -hmm. that took that tactic. And I love that. That is a brilliant <laughs> tactical approach. What caused you to go that way? Well, we're chamber members. We're, yeah, we're, yeah. we've been plugged into the chamber mm -hmm. for a long time now. Anyway, a couple of them. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's number one because we've been plugged into it. But but uh, Lou, being plugged into it, you know, because I, yeah, I heard you know, and we would hear business leaders, mm -hmm. but we would hear business leaders talking about woe is us. Yeah. It's it's mm -hmm. and 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 I know they were members of the of their local chambers. But I didn't see a lot of them being proactive and saying, we're coming together and we're going to do what we feel like we can do to help each other. And, and, and I got to park here for just a minute. I think that is incredibly insightful and brilliant on your guys' part that you said, well, this is a no-brainer for us. It's the difference in thinking locally 
and coming together instead of saying, well, that guy down the street is my competitor and I'm not going to help him. You know, hell could freeze over before I help him. <laughs> right. And you guys just said, we're going to go to our community first. We're going to, yeah. we're going to do this first. Take me through the reaction that you got when, when you, when you went proactively to your local chamber. This, it, it was, it was twofold. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, first of all, they were surprised. I mean, they knew us, of course, but it, they were surprised. We had they'd have was to one, be Lou. They would have they to have been. Yeah, which we we expected was going to happen, and it was just a matter of, and you know, fortunately, we have influence out in our local community, and, and people really know who we are and our our true intent. So it wasn't a shock to them that we would do that. Like, well, I wouldn't expect anything less. But again, like you said, it, it wasn't something that happened a lot for them during that during the crisis, but. The, so you know, then you have you have chambers that, unfortunately, uh, literally buried their head in the sand and, they and really became went they went dark, <laughs> they became really inactive, and they just and then they, then it took them a long time to get. And they we tried even reaching out to all of them, and there was some that just were they tried, but then they just didn't. Um, you know, they're more reactive than they were proactive. Um, but that's okay. Um, everyone has different methods and different ways to handle it, but we we had no, we had no choice. Our, our, Listen, Brian. When it comes down, when it comes down to it, okay. Sherry and I preach and teach a lot about influence and how we as leaders um, we can influence positive or negative on people. And our goal in, in, in anything that we do in our business is to transform people one at a time. And it can't just happen with two of us. Sherry and I can't just uh, together change the world. We've got to do that one person at a time. And and in that moment. Uh, it was a matter of how can we impact as many small businesses as possible in one shot? Well, why would you not go to the chamber for that yeah. um, in our local community? And then one community at a time is how this all works. And that's really our passion and our purpose. So that that's why we did it. It was almost, we didn't really think about it. We're like, well, the chamber must need our help. And let's see what we can do to help them, uh, among other things that we did. But that was just a big one for us. And and uh, it, it makes a big difference because those things are never forgotten, right? Well, the impact and, that you leave on people just are never forgotten. And you guys were in an area, and, and let, me, let me go here for just a quick second. We'll take another break. But you guys were in an area, in the Raleigh area, where you were at a state capital level. Where, where that was going to be important, not only just for your local community, but the ripple effect all through the state of North Carolina, from, right. from Asheville to Wilmington, to, mm -hmm. to, from Mount Airy to, to Charlotte, you know, north, south, east, west. You guys could have really made being where you are in the Raleigh area, in the, in the seat of government, and those people being in those places of making decisions that affected business communities around that, you guys had an opportunity to really do something big there. Did you ever think about the 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 ripple effect of of what you were doing and the influence that you were making? Mm. Oh, that's a good one. I, I don't think I, I thought about that the first time around. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you just kind of do it, and I think as leaders, you just it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. And Sherry, the caffeine's the caffeine's kicking in. I don't know if if it's you know I I can't take credit for that that question, you know. But the, I think the caffeine is kicking in, and so, but no, you but again, you think geographically where you guys are at, uh -huh. and and a lot of times 
And that's why I ask, that's why I started the podcast as we record these in the midst of COVID-19, because my perspective in, in Barbersville, West Virginia is much different than in Raleigh, North Carolina or in Los Angeles, California, or in Houston, Texas, or, um, you know, Bangor, Maine, you know, let's take the far corners of this country and, and what you're doing. and, And the reason I wanted to park on what you guys did with your local chamber is I think it's, it, it is so important to realize that two people can make a huge difference. Absolutely. In community. And people go, well, I'm just one person. I don't know this person. I don't know that person. But when, then when you start going to your local chamber of commerce and going, let's, let us help coach your, your business leaders, then your business leaders get empowered. Now, all of a sudden they're calling their, their state representative going, we got to get open because I'm fired up. We're, we're, we're ready to go. And you, yeah. you have lit a fire under these people. And now these state leaders are going, these people are blowing me up. We've got to get open and we've got to do this and we've got to do that. So I, that's why I asked the question yeah. the way that I did was, was so l- let me, let me, again, let me jump back to that real quick and we'll take a yeah. break. Did you ever think about the impact you were making? Yeah, we did. <laughs> See, we firmly believe that everything that we do impacts it. And we teach this all the time because we believe it impacts and influences people one at a time. And it creates a ripple effect that can impact change. That's, that's the whole, that's our whole purpose here. And, um, and so, yeah, that is, that is truly our intent it is I mean, think about it. You know, think about any, any of your favorite teachers or instructors over the years, you pick that one person that just stands out in your mind. That instructor and that teacher, that mentor that you had, not only impacted you, but it's changed you. It's changed your family. It's changed your kids. It's changed how you do business, which other change other people. You see, and this is the type of impact that a CEO and a business leader and someone in corporate America as an executive level can have on their teams at a smaller level if they use their influence on purpose. Yeah. It's intentionality. You know, it's having that purpose and being intentional. And that's what we do. And that's what we love to do. We know that we can, we can, we do this intentionally and we can see the result, the positive result in other people. You can't change the world overnight. Like you said, two people, but you can certainly one person, just one person can make a difference in other people's life. Yeah. Lou, your passion is just coming through. Your purpose is really coming through. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see when he was answering that, I, I, I just, I I felt, man, I felt it coming through. And so thank you for doing that. Let's step aside and take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to tell Sherry's story. And she alluded to it a moment ago about overcoming a near death experience. You're going to want to stick around for that back in a moment on the intentional encourager podcast. Hey, everybody, Brian Sexton. want to tell you about my new book, People Buy From People, 10 Powerful People Lessons from the Ultimate People Person, my dad. My dad was one of the greatest connectors that I ever knew, and he shared with me 10 connecting principles that I have used throughout my 25-year sales and sales management, customer engagement, and leadership career that I'm passing along to you. If you want to be a stronger 
deeper and more powerful connector, you've got to pick up a copy of People Buy From People. There are concepts in there that you may not realize help make you a power connector. You can go to Amazon and pick it up, Kindle if you're an e-reader and you like to do it that way, or now available on Audible. And there's one other way you can get a copy of People Buy From People. You can get one from me and I'll sign it for you. You go to intentionalmediaandpublishing at gmail.com and send me an email and I'll share with you the link on how you can get a signed copy. You can buy a signed copy directly from me. Again, people buy from people. If you want to connect like never before, pick up your copy today of People Buy From People. And now let's get back to more great conversation here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. <clears throat> Jerry, let's yeah. tell your story now. It's <laughs> it's it's the right time. And Lou, you hit on it a, a, a couple of minutes ago. And, I, and please forgive me for kind of pulling back, but I wanted to give you more room and space to really to go into it. So you guys take me back as far back as you want to go in your story together. And, and, um, the, the floor is yours. I'm going to shut up for <laughs> once and let you guys just, just tell your incredible, amazing story. I can start it. And then when you get to your part, sure. uh, I'd love for you because you say it better. You lived it. Okay. <laughs> but when Sherry and I, when Sherry and I got together in 2005 as a couple, uh, we, shortly afterwards within four months we had we we moved in together and started our first business in 2005 and i don't recommend you do that as a brand new couple but what i will tell you is it wasn't shortly thereafter that i realized that this was going to work that her and i had had some magic that we were going to be able to at some point be called the dude that was going to change just change things and change people um and in 2000 and uh, 18, uh, we started the Lueverick group. I started this group, th this company, Sherry had a lot of impact on that, but I started the business first. We were both still working for, uh, corporate America and, and working this business as well. Um, so that we can build what we have. We do this now full time. This is our, this is our, this is our gig. And we've been so blessed to be where we are. But there were so many hurdles and struggles along the way of a business ownership. Anyone out there that owns a business, you know what I'm talking about. I don't even have to get into <laughs> some of the struggles and hurdles we have to overcome as a business owner. Um, but there was an incident in 2018 near the end on August that um, with Sherry, with um, with her, that that really solidified why we do what we do. And um, I'll let Sherry tell her story there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So on August 13th of 2018, I found myself in the ICU in the burn center for 10 days. Hold up. August 13th. That is my birthday. So oh! I mean, good grief. You know, wow. <laughs> yeah. That would have been my 46th birthday, Sherry. I mean, it's, you know, wow. That's a, that's a power. I did not know that you, you didn't tell me that part of the story. That's uh that's pretty incredible, August. So while I was celebrating, probably stuffing my face with cake or something like that, yeah. you were yeah. in the ICU in 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 the burn unit. So, um, and forgive me for jumping in there and okay. and 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 ruining that. I mean, Lou handed that off so beautifully. I mean, he just he just handed that off so well, and then I I fumbled it. 
You know, I just, I just jumped in there and fumbled it. So, but no, Sherry, you ended up in the ICU in the burn unit. Take us through that, that moment. Yeah. So it started out as a simple cold and it just kept progressing. And what was happening is that, um, it ended up into this rare disease and it's actually called MERM, which is a derivative of Steven Johnson syndrome. Now, granted, we had no idea what that was. We had to do a crash course <laughs> of it. Everybody's like, what is that? Um, so we're very big advocates of sharing what it is and how, you know, how it can occur to anybody. Um, so what was happening was that I, it was attacking all my good mucous membranes and was revolting. So I was burning from the inside out. Hence, that's why I was in the burn center. Now with the good doctors, thankfully I was out in 10 days and it was a dire situation because uh, you know, Lou described it, it was like the walking dead. My eyes were completely uh, red, the whites of my eyes were red. I had blisters on all of my lips and I could barely swallow. Um, that burns, all, burns. In her, all in her throat. Yeah. yeah. How were um, you feeling before that, though? I mean, were you, we, when, when, did it feel like a heartburn? Did it feel like, why am I so hot all the time? I mean, what, what were the kind of the trigger points for you to feel like there, there's just something amiss? There's, there, there, there's a difference between there's something amiss and there's like, oh my goodness, I, this is something's going on here. Well, that's the thing about this thing. Yeah, and Sherry will, will continue on about uh, really what we ended up finding out what really was the what was the source cause mm -hmm. for yeah. this, but it went from cold to, to pneumonia. Um, you know, just like it was a common cold, and that's what it felt like. And it was a cough, like a very really common cold, and then um, then it just wasn't getting better. And then they said, well, they thought she had pneumonia, so it's like it wasn't it wasn't anything catastrophic yet. Mm -hmm. And then literally, like it was like a day. It seemed like one day. The whites of her eyes were fine and she was recovering from pneumonia. And the next day, literally, she came in to me and I was like, what is going on? And you guys had no idea because, again, to your point, Lou, you you just thought, well, we'll, we'll you know, we'll get some antibiotics. We'll that's treat right. it we'll just like you would do anything. Yeah, that's right. right. Went to the doctor, had antibiotics and the doctor. That's exactly that's exactly what we were doing. And uh, we knew something was wrong. And that's when I said, you've got to go to the ER. We've got to take you to the ER. Mm -hmm. And then that's when they said, There's, this is something different. This is what I, the doctor said. I think this is this is this rare disease. We've got to get you over to uh, to UNC in Chapel Hill, where they can yeah. take care of you there in the burn center because they're the ones that are going to take care of these things. And we're like, what is happening? And they transport her over there. It was like, a, it's all blurred so quick. Mm -hmm. And um, you guys have an amazing medical community. For those that don't, yes. that don't yes. kind of get, get that perspective, we, we here in this area, uh, there are quite a few people that go to Duke University in Durham mm -hmm. that, that's not real far, about 45 minutes or so mm -hmm. from where you guys are at. There's right. UNC in Chapel Hill. Um, you guys have an amazing yes. medical community in, in the triad. In, in, mm -hmm. in, and for those that don't that aren't aware, Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill is called the triad. It's it's that area down there, the triangle area of there's the research triangle. There's a lot going on medically in those areas. So yes. um Sherry, I, I've got to ask you this. You're in the hospital and, and you're in the burn unit. They're, they're taking you to the burn unit. You think it's a, you, you and Lou think it's a cold. And now all of a sudden you're in the burn unit because there's blisters everywhere and things like that. 
Were you in a lot of pain? How were you dealing with this emotionally and physically knowing that you and Lou had, you know, you just went out on your own with your business and now you're facing this struggle. Take me through your emotional situation at the time. Yeah. Um, well, it was, it was definitely scared because you didn't know what it was. I think the most pain, it wasn't even like the blisters that would pop up on my skin. I mean, Lou took a look at my back and I had uh, blisters that were uh, that coming up on his skin underneath that was on that took up my whole uh, wingspan. And, and I, I, that didn't bother me, which you would think it would, it was my throat. Um, you know, you know how, if we get a cold sore or we get a blister, you know, like one blister in your mouth or something, and it's annoyance, right? It's like, you gotta be careful. You can't really chew your food. Well, picture that, but like, <laughs> I, 1500 times worse. Yeah. All down your just, esophagus. Yeah. All the way went out to my esophagus where you couldn't even chew or drink one side or the other of your mouth because it was mm -hmm. on both sides and also on the top. So I think that was the most painful. Your like, eyes and, too. Yeah, my, my eyes didn't hurt, didn't hurt so much. much. It, it just looked broken, worse than, yeah. it, than it was. So it was, you, so even yeah. water, even even oh, something that you thought would be soothing to the throat, you know, because yeah. you think that ice that, cream, nothing, nothing, ice, nothing, no, nothing was able to to soothe the, those those blisters and things no. like and that. And we didn't know it was blister. I thought it was just like a sore throat. So we did the the we do like the you know uh, gargling and maybe warm water or uh, yeah. apple cider vinegar. Like you normally would do when you had a cold or. Yeah. You know. yeah. But that just made it, that's just burned. I was like, you don't understand. I go, this is like swallowing glass. Like this is really bad. Uh, and I ended up being on a feeding tube. Yeah. Um, thank goodness. Yeah. I barely remember it. I was just kind of delirious. Yeah. I think at that point. Yeah, you were. Um, so I'm so glad. I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was, she was, she was very, she was delirious, but she was on a feeding tube. She had a, yeah. procedure done on her eyes as well to try to protect her eyes from going blind because that was a possibility they literally had to address every single symptom there wasn't a cure mm -hmm. so they address every single symptom and one of those the important ones was her was her eyes and they had to have this procedure done on her eyes and at one point and i took a picture of this and i still have it as remembrance and i look over and she's on the bed mind you she's out of it and she had a feeding tube her eyes were covered up after this procedure and again, at that moment, the doctors couldn't tell us, tell me if she was going to live or die at all. They didn't know. Mm -hmm. They they, they well, maybe she could be here for 30 days, maybe 60 days, but she may not make it or she could be blind. We don't really know. Um, and um, you'll never believe what the, what the doctors found out was the root cause of all of this. Mm -hmm. What was it, Sherry? Well, <laughs> the reason why we share this story and this is part of our passion is because prior to this, I was actually in a work environment that was very high sales, very high crash and burn type of environment. So the, the, that part wasn't so bad, but it was the constant um, berating and uh, the expectations of working 70 plus hours a week just to make sure that you met your metrics and, hey, your job's on the line. Uh, as well as verbal abuse. So it turned into a very toxic work environment. And it didn't start out that way, but leadership at that time was more focused on the bottom line than they were valuing their employees. Wow. Yeah, wow. and that's and the doctors, 15 doctors were on this team. I felt like a Dr. House episode. I walked in the room. Like <laughs> <treating> <laughs> ourselves. Like, seriously, as yeah. I was coming to, yeah. was, you know, it was like, it's like oh, I'm a like Dr. Dr. House. House episode. <laughs> Lou, I've got, 
<laughs> but it, I walk in and, and literally these doctors were just brilliant. Yeah. They were just so good at what they did and what they were doing. And they were just so caring. I, I've never seen a team that worked as diligently as they did on Sherry's case. But when they would ask me questions because Sherry was so in and out, where did she work? What kind of environment is all, by the time we were done, all of them would say, that's where it started right there. Were you surprised, Lou, that they asked you about her work environment? Because again, taking me through, walking me through the steps, you're thinking, oh, it's just a cold. It's, it's pneumonia. It almost sounds like an autoimmune disease that was creeping up from from some point but then you get to the root part of it and you're probably were you were you concerned like why are they asking me about where she works and what she does did that ever cross your mind that, that that's the thing brian it did we both knew that 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 what she was working in it was a toxic environment we knew it mm -hmm. and i and she you know there was people even at her job very on her teams that were getting ill and there's, I mean, there's just some stories there with that. We don't have to get into today with, with other people on that team, but we knew it. I knew it. She knew it. And the whole, you know, there was a plan of, you know, while we're, we're building this business, our plan is to hopefully at some point this, we don't have to deal with that anymore. Um, but somebody else was had other plans <laughs> uh, for, for us at that moment. So we knew it uh, because standing from where we were, we have four and a half decades of experience and leadership and, management and we've been through the learning curves and we've made a lot of i've made a lot of mistakes over the years in leadership and had to learn yeah. from my coaches and mentors and my training what really the most effective leaders are uh, in a positive influence side and we could see it from a million miles away the change and structure of leadership where she worked that was just creating this toxic environment we could see it and it began to just really impact her in a way that we couldn't do anything about until when, this happened. When you began to get better, Sherry, and, and then there was light at the end of the tunnel and you knew, okay, I, I've had these procedures and you get to, to the ninth, 10th day, you mentioned you were in the hospital 10 days mm -hmm. yeah. with this. When, when you got out of the hospital, what, when you, when you, when you felt like saying, okay, it's time to, to, what was your first thought? Were you, were you angry? Were you kind of take me through some of those emotions? Because Lou, I, I heard you say, listen, from this, we knew exactly what we had to do in our business and knew exactly how we needed to proceed and go. Did you guys have to work through the anger and frustration part before getting to clarity? Or, or was that pretty immediate when Sherry was on the men like, this is our, this is now our new mission for our business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, well, yeah, we definitely had a newfound purpose after that. Yeah. And I had, and I took the time and the space because I needed the time to heal, which still healing. Uh, I still get a, a chronic cough and, and I do have some, you know, chronic dry eyes, but heck it's better than death. Better and than wine, so yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a, a you know definitely a newfound purpose after that, and mm -hmm. wanted to speak into the leadership playing field of this can be prevented. You know, yes, you can be a billion dollar company and be profitable, but at what cost? Mm -hmm. And and the more we share this story out to people, the more people can are relate and they can take a sigh of I I, I can't explain that. Like when we see people, we share this story, they're like, oh my gosh. Wow, I, I went through some, you know, not that catastrophic, but 
Wow, I was like, I, I had anxiety. I have triggers. I think, you know, the emotional trauma is devastating. And now with COVID, you know, it's even worse. So that's pulled in there. But I'm just saying, it's just that, you know, we, we really had that focus of like leadership is not positional. It's, it's influence more, nothing less. Well, Sherry, you, you, you know, and the reason I asked about anger and things like Mm -hmm. that. I could, if that, and Lou, I, I, I don't want to speak for you. I'm, I'm speaking for me in this moment. Mm-hmm. If that were my wife and that environment was causing her difficulty, um, somebody's going to pay, yeah. be, be, <laughs> you know, do a little West Virginia hillbilly justice coming out <laughs> in me, but yeah. because that's, that's the woman that you love more than anything. And, and you're yeah. just like, I can't believe that that this pressure and stress and toxicity and things like that right. is happening. I commend the both of you for pushing that aside and making the focus about we're out to be warriors for change mm-hmm. in, in a corporate environment and things like that. Yeah. We could tell your story for an hour. I want to be respectful yeah. of the time, your time and our audience's time. What's the biggest piece of intentional encouragement? And Lou, I feel like this is the right time. And Sherry, I feel like it's the right time to really, to bring that home and share that because there could be somebody listening to us. And we were talking before we started recording that says, I'm in a toxic relationship with work, but it's my livelihood. I've got to pay the bills. I've got to put food on the table. Right. And I don't know how to leave. I, I faced a similar situation I felt like being in food service for 15 years, I was trapped. Yeah. I tried to get out and do other things and I just felt trapped. And, and my year of transition was oh nine when I had weight loss surgery and mm-hmm. you know, that I finally did get out and there are people that are feeling trapped Lou and Sherry because they don't know where to go or what to do. Yeah. Share with folks, your biggest piece of intentional encouragement around that. Yeah. That's good for you. I, here, here's something to think about. And it took me a long time to really kind of hone this in on my own. If you can, a couple things, if you can, if you can think it, you can do it. Thoughts do not enter your mind unless you have the ability to make it happen. That is the amazing part of, of being a human is if we can think it, we can do it. There's things that you know, I don't think about it. And that's why all of a sudden you, you, you uh, turn on the Discovery Channel or something. I'm like, that exists? Because I never thought <laughs> yeah. of it. I'm not going to be, I can't create that, obviously, because I'm not that smart or whatever. <laughs> but the other things, though, that we have thought of, it can, you can do it. Mm-hmm. It's doable. It takes work. I ne- I've never said it's easy because I, be, I would lie. There is no such thing as, as a straight line to the top. Every single thing that's worth that's worth it is uphill. Everything that's worth it is uphill, but it's worth it. And a question that I'll just pose out there to anyone that's in a situation where they feel trapped, in a situation of, of a toxic work environment, is what is it, what's worth it, what's more, what has more value to you? Life or the enduring of the toxic work environment to pay your bills. We have to put food on the table, and I'm not telling you to quit your job. What I am telling you is that your value and your purpose in life 
is bigger than you. It's bigger than that business and that company. Okay, it's bigger than the money that you bring in to put food on the table. Step into that and lean into that more. And how can you do that? Connect with people in your community. The power of in numbers is just unbelievable. The support you can receive. You have a thought. You can make it happen. We're proof of it. There's hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people that are proof of that. Lean into those people and the community that are successful. You'll be amazed at how many people will help you. I can't tell you how, how blessed we are to have people in our circle that have always been there to give us the support when we need it so that we can do the same thing for other people. One last thing. Yeah. It yeah just gets, I can't help myself, but it's coming out. <laughs> and this one here, I think, is so important. You can only give at the limit of your own growth. You can't give anymore. If you, we all say we love our family. I just, I, I want to do everything for my family and all my kids. Well, you do everything for them. What is that everything? That everything is at your limit. In order to make, to give them more, you have to grow yourself more. Yeah. It's not selfish. We have this, we have this thing yeah. that we think it's selfish to develop ourselves because we're taking away time from our family. And our, you have to. Mm -hmm. If you want to give more to those that you love, you have to grow yourself first. Otherwise, you're going to be limited on what it is that you can give to them or anybody for that matter. It's so important. It's not selfish at all. As a matter of fact, it's the most unselfish thing you can do for you and your family and your community is to grow yourself in any way you can because you have more to give than you do. Man, powerful, powerful. I can't add anything else more than, than that. Man, what, what a powerful way to bring it home. Lou, Sherry, tell folks how they can connect with you guys. Um, let folks know where they can get your resources. I'm telling you, when people hear this conversation, they're going to want to reach out to you and connect. Mm -hmm. Please yeah. do. Yeah, please do. Yeah, you can reach us at uh, louevergroup.com. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. And just, you can also Google, you know, Lou Everett, <laughs> and, and then we'll, we'll pop right up. Yeah. But feel free to, to reach out. We're very open. Mm -hmm. Yes, we actually answer our phone. Yeah. Uh, and the Phone number's on the website. Yeah, There's a contact number. us there. Just and there's information on our services and things. And mm -hmm. we just, we love to chat. Uh, so feel free to just reach out and um, we'd love to have a conversation. You two are a powerhouse. You guys are a powerhouse couple. And uh, man, this has been incredibly powerful. I, um, from the bottom of my heart, thank you both for choosing this podcast to share your story. Um, it has been an honor to have you both here. And I, I'm I've loved our conversation. Um, this won't be the last one. I'll tell you that if, if, uh, I can have more husbands and wife that, that brought the thunder like you guys did. I I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Lou Everett, Sherry McManus. Thank you both for joining me today on the intentional encourager podcast. You're very oh, you're welcome. welcome. Thanks for having us, yeah. Brian. We'd love to come back. Hmm.
My thanks as always to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Means. And of course, the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ, who provides intentional encouragement every day through his word. If you're not subscribed to the Intentional Encourager podcast, hit the subscribe button wherever you get podcasts so you don't miss an exciting episode where you can get encouraged and stay encouraged. And remember, anyone, anywhere, at any time, any place can be an intentional encourager.